Brothers and sisters, <clears throat> in today's khutbah, I would like to stress two main points, which I have seen with my own eyes and heard with my own ears, the consequence of failing to achieve. The Muslim community here in a minority circumstance is a high-risk community. Back home in our countries, where people grow up practicing Islam as a culture, as tradition, everybody conforms because of the pressure of the community, the relatives, etc. It is rare that you would find back home a young man or a young woman addressing their parents, their family, and telling them, I don't believe in Allah. I don't believe that Muhammad was a messenger of Allah. I don't believe that the Quran is a book of revelation. That is unthinkable. That is the unthinkable back home. But here in Canada, it is happening. It is happening continuously. You may not find it coming from small children, young children, but it is happening at different stages of adulthood, early adulthood, teenage, it is happening. Because our young ones, our children are at risk. Their faith is being challenged in the society and particularly in the schools, in the institutions of education. This is where their faith is challenged. We cannot afford to be complacent. Back home, yes, we could be complacent. Because the society 
is there as a safety net to catch those that may slip, doubt, etc., and help them back. But here, there is no safety net. There's a family, but the family is not enough. While I was in Doha, Qatar, one sister called me from here, from a religious practicing family, Islamically active. She said, my son memorized the Quran at the age of 10. Alhamdulillah. He memorized the Quran at the age of 10. And he went for Umrah. We took him for Hajj. Praise, fast, everything. But at the age of 15, five years later, she's calling. She said he came home and told us that he doesn't believe in Allah. What should we do? We have other young children in the house. Should we kick him out? Because he could possibly affect the rest of the family members. The younger ones. He could infect them. This is a disease. What should I do? I advised her to take him to the local imam or some knowledgeable individuals from the community here to discuss with him and try to help him find his way back. It's a tragic situation. And a few days ago, I met with another young man from our community who completed his bachelor's degree in the University of Toronto, doing his master's, science subjects, etc. And he reached the same point. He said, I don't believe in Allah. His family members brought him for me to talk to him. And I spoke with him. He didn't believe in Allah. Ah, he spoke something of, yeah, well, no, I do believe in God, but in the end, when I pinned him down, he didn't believe in the existence of God. The Quran was not a miracle. Muhammad was not a prophet of God. Yes, he's a good man. He was a good man. He was known as a good man. But as he said, good people lie. Good people can lie. 
just like anybody else. That's where he reached. The issue is, this could happen to any of you. This could happen to any one of you. That brother who I spoke to a few days back, his family is a practicing Muslim family. Active Islamically. And the one who called me from here, same thing. So it's not just a matter of uh, those people were not good Muslims, they weren't really practicing, so and so and so. So it's not surprising. This is really serious. This is something that we all face. All of us who have children who are going to these institutions. And you never know when it can happen. I remember when I was here in 2012, the same thing. Another family told me, you know, here, our daughter, she doesn't want to pray. She's going to university now. She wants to take off her hijab. But, you know, this was an active, practicing family. When I spoke to the young lady, she said, actually, I had stopped praying from way back. Mom didn't realize it. Uh, she would pray on some occasions, but as establishing the prayer, it was gone. Belief was gone. She was just maintaining a front for her mother. The issue is, why? Why is this happening? On one hand, we can say the environment, because in all of these cases, these young people, surrounded by non-Muslim Canadians, who have been raised to doubt faith, secular education, which studies religions in the world religions classes as Examples of fables and myths. They're all around the world. People get caught up in these fables and myths. So when they find amongst them someone who claims to be a believer, then they focus on that person. And they fire all kinds of questions at them. And of course, we haven't prepared our young people to deal with this. We haven't realized its importance, the seriousness. That these issues that are raised, our children should be firmly grounded in how to deal with these issues. We cannot afford to neglect this. 
We as parents need to have the answers. As a masjid, we need to have programs where we are equipping the youth with the necessary responses how to tackle these shubuhat, these doubts which will be raised in the minds of the children. We cannot afford to treat this lightly because the numbers are increasing. When I was here, I spent almost a year here back in 2012, not by choice, by Allah's other and the Canadian government's will. I met a number of cases when I was here then. A number of families brought their young children, young adults, to me with these kinds of ideas, doubts. Most of them were on the way. I did meet a couple who had become disbelievers, but the majority were just on the way. They were facing the doubts. They didn't know how to handle them, and I spoke with them. But the challenge remains. The challenge remains. And if we don't take constructive steps to deal with this, it is going to become an avalanche, a tsunami that is going to hit our community in such a way that we will have a very difficult time standing. It will knock us over. So, I advise you, as the Prophet ﷺ advised us, when he said, تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمْ أَمْرَيْنِ إِنْ تَمَسَّكْتُمْ بِهِمَا لَنْ I've left with you two things. If you hold on firmly to them, you will never go astray. Kitabullah wa sunnati. The book of Allah and my sunnah. This is the advice of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, which we need to implement on the highest possible scale here. As I said back home, the pressure of community, culture, tradition is enough to keep our young people in line. But here, we are all at risk. Our children, you are here in the masjid, no problem. But the young people, those in the twilight zone, 
between 12, the beginning of the teenage years, and the 20s. You don't see that many of that group amongst us. The Maastrids are filled with the older generation, 30s, 40s, 50s, and the very young who are brought in. But that generation X, they're missing to a large degree. And they are the element that is at the highest From my discussion with the young man a few days ago, the thought of holding on firmly to the Quran and the Sunnah kept reverberating in my mind. This young man, though he was active Islamically and engaged in activities. He told me he even read some of my books and watched my new YouTube lectures and enjoyed them, etc. But now, he was a young adult who had his own mind to make his own decisions. And his decision was that he was not a Muslim. In that course of the discussion, I could see that he had a disconnect with the Quran. And a disconnect with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the sunnah that this was the missing link which would leave the door open for doubt. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reconnect us. To build in our hearts through our efforts and his tawfiq, a true love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A love of the messenger and a love of Allah. I ask Allah to guide us to convey that love to our children, our young people here. For Islam to be firmly embedded in their minds and their hearts. And I ask Allah's forgiveness for our negligence, our ignorance, our error in not fulfilling our responsibility to our children. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه 
innahu huwal ghafurur rahim alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah The time does not permit me to go into the details of the Quran and the Sunnah with regards to holding on firmly and what that means. But it is sufficient for me to say that with regards to the Quran it involves us loving it loving to read it loving to reflect on its meanings being attached to it giving time to it enlightening our children to its wisdom in such a way that they would be encouraged to love the quran also because it is the love of the quran the belief in it which caused the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam on one occasion to ask his companions who has the most amazing faith this is an authentic hadith who has the most amazing faith the companions said the angels he said the angels are in the presence of allah they carry the revelation how could they not believe so who i said the prophets the messengers of allah i said the messengers of allah receive revelation how could they not believe so who is the sahaba the companions of the prophets not necessarily themselves only but all of the companions of the prophets he said the companions of the prophets were there with the prophets they worked miracles and they saw them they saw revelation coming and how it affected they were there how could they not believe so who he said it is a people who would come after you who would discover a book of revelation and they would believe in it no messenger no companions 
these people. The Prophet ﷺ was referring to the generations that would come later, the later generations. From the Tabi Tabi'in and onwards. Till our time. We are a generation. We found the Quran and we have believed in it. If we truly believe in it, then our faith, as the Prophet ﷺ had said, is the most amazing faith. Because we didn't see the Messenger of Allah. But we are believing. So this is what we have to convey to our young people. We have to connect them to the Quran intellectually, emotionally, psychologically, physically, in such a way that they have no doubt. Dalika al-kitabu la raybafi hudan lil-muttaqeen. They have no doubt that this is a book of guidance that they would be guided by. And also, they should know Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They should know him well. To understand who he was. So that they should love him. They would love him. Be thankful to Allah that he was sent. We have to convey this to our young people. So that when doubts are raised, because we are in the time of doubts. The Prophet ﷺ married a young girl, Aisha. The doubts are there. The Prophet ﷺ, as this individual that I spoke with a few days ago raised, did not prohibit slavery. So, slavery is evil. Why not? What kind of prophet is this? God is condoning slavery. This raised doubts in that person's mind. But he didn't know how Prophet Muhammad wasallam treated those who were slaves. The slaves who were in his household, he adopted, made them a part of his family. They loved him so much that when their own parents came, they preferred to stay with the Prophet as a slave rather than go with their own parents.
So, that connection, there's a disconnect. We talk about Rasulullah but we haven't conveyed who he was to our young people. And that is what's going to help them be firm in their faith when they understand these doubts, etc. They understand the context, they understand who Prophet Muhammad was, that there is no doubt he was a messenger of Allah. There is no doubt that the Qur'an that was revealed to him was in fact revelation, did in fact come from Allah. So this is our challenge, my brothers and sisters, to ensure that the firm hold on the Qur'an and the Sunnah is conveyed to our young conveyed in the best way. Not with sticks and belts and shoes hitting the kids when they don't do what we tell them to do in relationship to the Quran and the Sunnah. But in a loving way, building in them the love of Allah and His message. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect the ummah here in Canada. The ummah here in Toronto. The ummah here in Abu Huraira Center. To protect the adults and the children and those in between. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the means to fulfill our responsibility to our young ones. To put them on the right path. And to ourselves, establish our own selves on the right path. Because if we are not firm, then our children cannot learn and gain firmness. If we are ourselves in doubt, shaky, Friday Muslims, Ramadan Muslims, then our children are lost. If they remain believers, it will be in spite of us, not because of us. I ask Allah to forgive our negligence and our errors and our sins with regards to our families and our children. And I ask him to protect this ummah and make it an example to other branches in this country and in this world. We, if we are sincere, can make a difference. It is not too late. We still are living. We still have means, whether intellectual, financial, etc. We need to utilize those means for the sake of Allah and for the preservation of this ummah. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana 
وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وحبل لا من الدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب Seeking knowledge and obligation made easy Thought about studying for a long time Tuition fees keeping you from actually starting Islamic Online University has led a revolution in online learning. The world's first tuition-free degree, BA in Islamic Studies. Access to the knowledge, any place, anytime, anywhere. It just doesn't get any easier than that. Classes, texts, assignments, completely online. Set your own schedule for the semester. No overseas travel required for the exams. Subjects taught by qualified English-speaking scholars. Weekly live sessions in virtual classrooms. With curricula based on those in El Medina University in Saudi Arabia, El Azhar University in Cairo, and other reputable institutions around the world. Why wait any longer? You pay just a symbolic registration fee and are ready to begin the adventure of higher education. The most diverse student body of any university in the world. 130,000 plus registered students from 217 countries. Log in to the website for more details. www.islamiconlineuniversity.com